Welcome to CII Podcasts. LinkedIn is is something that we all identify with, particularly from the business world. I think it connects us uh, in a manner that is very meaningful and has really opened up opportunities for business, for collaboration, for growth, for new job seekers in a manner that has never existed maybe 15, 20 years ago in India. So we've come a long way, you know, from India at 60 to India at 75. But here we are with you, Ashutosh, to really see how you would envisage the Amrit Kal, you know, as our Honorable Prime Minister likes to call it, you know, the next 25 years for India, you know, how are they going to really be the golden years and really what can we do as a country to really make sure that not only we capture the aspirations of the people of India, but are also really able to build a position of leadership, you know, that positions us very differently in the global context than from where we are today. So firstly, thank you for joining us. And, you know, you are leading a very interesting platform, you know, something that, you know, we always talk about, you know, social media and different aspects, but this is one aspect of social media that has transformed the business landscape, you know, particularly very, very, very differently in the years that, you know, uh, we've seen, but where does it, you know, uh, go from here? And maybe, you know, to begin with, would love for you to highlight some of the positive, you know, changes that, you know, something like LinkedIn and other social media platforms like yours have brought, you know, to, to into the lives of people in India, but also into businesses and, you know, other aspects of what we really look to do. Because one of the areas, you know, Ashutosh, is that we always believe that India's economic strength will be derived from its technological vitality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and this is a platform that brings both of these together. It creates transparency, you know, it's got moral leadership in there. So many, many aspects coming together. So over to you to share your opening thoughts and then we'll just make it conversational and go from there. Yeah, first of all, Rajan, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, this is a topic which is relevant and uh, personal passion as well, right? India, uh, we all love India, we all want India to do well and India is on a path where all of that is achievable, right? So uh, it's uh, it's great to be here and talk about how what are the things we need to do to get there when India turns 75. Uh, in 2040, uh, 2047, right? So, uh, coming back to your question, uh, you know, social media definitely are forced to reckon right uh, these days with an increased digital penetration across world uh, and India as well. Uh, I think social media has become relevant. Uh, it's no longer just a place where you go for entertainment, but it is very, very helpful in our daily lives, in the businesses we run, in the work we do, right? So in this ever-changing world, uh, people on social media platforms uh, from time and time again come together to help each other, find opportunities, be more productive and learn new, new skills. I mean, in India's second wave, uh, I saw how, how many people were coming together even on LinkedIn to form communities, to form groups, to help each other, to, to find ways to solve those problems. And it was it was amazing to see how communities come together. And social media, because of the digital and one, because also we were in the lockdown, really helps those communities come together and helps them find a voice and help each other. We also seeing record level of engagement on social media platforms uh, and a spike in conversations since pandemic. For obvious reasons, when we are stuck at home, when we are working from home, the need to connect still remains right you know it's it's a human need right you can't just be living by yourself we live in a society in a community and that's where you need to connect and converse is there and linkedin is a a social media platform in that space and uh you know for us 
connecting professionals and companies is mission critical and that's what we do right and and, and that value proposition has come to fore even even last few years it's become really important for companies and individuals to connect and transact network and uh, derive value from each other uh, india is now the fastest growing market for linkedin uh, uh, globally right and uh, six people i had every minute on linkedin just to share the kind of impact this is having uh, on the overall economy uh, we have also seen how social media creators have led the conversation uh, around key cultural aspects of the organization such as diversity and inclusivity which has paved the way of a new future of work and that's a power of social media this conversation spark things which become very very relevant and then they become into mainstream policy thinking mainstream companies policy thinking as well so diversity and inclusion has been one of those things which our members are talking about our employees from the companies are talking about and a lot of companies are now thinking through the diversity and inclusion policy thinking through inclusivity and representation for example accenture has moved closer to its goal of 50-50 representation with women now uh, comprising 45% of the company workforce so some of these conversations are making tangible changes uh, in companies thinking and policies right and lastly that's the potential of social media in today's day and age is to influence behavior and give people the power to define what the future should look like right so it's really powerful uh, i think the purposeful aspect of the social media the constructive aspect of the social media is really important for the society and the community to grow and become much more meaningful to the human kind wonderful aspects of uh, social media uh, you know but tell me ashutosh how do you look at you know keeping the best out there and really you know separating the rest from that yeah uh, great question i think uh, i'll use uh, a movies dialogue right with great pass comes greater responsibility more accountability right and at linkedin we lead with trust uh, trust is our core value uh, and everything we do and just not on the social media platform when we run the company on trust angle right so if we break that trust with our members all uh, right you know it's very difficult to gain it back right so a lot of effort goes uh, inside the company even on the platforms to make sure that we don't break that trust angle we have been rated the number one trusted com- uh, uh, platform for many many years by multiple organizations globally right now how do you build that trust uh, and as you rightly said how do you make sure that uh, the things on the platform are uh, correct and then uh, you know uh, and um, give ways for members to raise issues if they see some issues right and that's where we have built a whole ecosystem of uh, giving those uh, opportunities and uh, those uh, uh, those uh, options to the members so that they can raise issues they can raise flags when they see something on the platform which is not doesn't look valid um, by the way our member base is one of the most important uh, factors to keep that trust alive a lot of members reach out saying hey this is not correct can you fix this this is not true can you fix this right so i think uh, they they keep an eye and they keep us very much uh, uh, you know making sure that we do the right things on the platform from a company perspective uh, using both technology and humans uh, to keep all the bad bad elements out of the social media of our platform that's that's how we really maintain that high level of trust on the platform that all of this will add to responsible businesses 
you know moving forward because companies need to look good on their linkedin platform you know many things like that you know how is that piece playing out so some of your thoughts around that right so uh, i think social media uh, active social media presence has become a must for the employers for the companies uh, and it's it's really where literally all business transactions are starting right and let's let's go back few years websites was the first place where anybody would visit of a company where if they need to transact with that company right now that is still important but some part of that has moved to social media uh, your company pages on whichever platform you go are becoming very important kind of identity part of the identity for the for that company right now social media presence is important but on the other hand social media presence also helps you stay more responsible more accountable to all of your constituents including shareholders including your employees including your customers including your future uh, prospects and the employees who want to join your your work uh, your uh, your company right so uh, there are so many instances uh, which i can quote where the online conversations about a company has either built or broken the reputation of companies and this indicates that company social media conversations uh, need to treat their employees customers and stakeholders in the fair manner so the work we do is closely related to overall development of any business from finding the right team to come uh, communicating with their consumers and then brings immense responsibility for linkedin as more and more businesses come to use the platform so there's a very heartfelt story of a cancer patient who was giving interviews while undergoing chemotherapy treatment in a hospital the community on linkedin uh, wholeheartedly engaged with this story and it resulted in a ceo replying to him uh, on this post and wishing him well and promising him a job so there you go right like imagine the intervention from a patient who is going through chemotherapy and then he landed a job just because of that social media post right so this this can become very meaningful interventions uh, for members and it's a great opportunity for companies to create a brand to buy participating in this conversation uh, another example which i'll tell you which is more current which a lot of our listeners and viewers to this conversation will agree there's a growing demand for flexibility and how vocal employees have been uh, about on social media especially due after the pandemic it's been very clear that employees want more flexibility uh i think we have done a lot of surveys where people have come back and said that uh, they they for very first time money is not the number one thing in a job they're looking for work life balance they're looking for that flexibility right and now this course uh, this this growing voice around flexibility has led companies to think about what like how will they include flexibility in their work policies how will they include flexibility in their talent brand and now you know literally 88% of the companies in our recent survey showed that they hiring specialist consultants and personnel to help design their workplace policy for the future of work so this example shows that you can make a meaningful change in companies thinking um, help companies be more accountable and responsible for their actions and as well as a great feedback loop between the companies and employees on what they want and how they should change some of their workplace policies for them to become attractive as well as for companies to share how what is their value proposition what is their purpose so that more and more uh, prospective employees can come and join their workforce so that's how i think the social media especially is shaping up 
and helping uh, and paving a path for companies to be more responsible and accountable. Yeah, no, and as a matter of fact, I think today businesses are being built only using social media. You see the huge influencer movements that are happening. Where do you see the larger disruption happening? Not LinkedIn and other social media in the next five years that will change or disrupt the way business is done today. I think uh, I'll pick number one my uh, a topic which I believe in and a topic which LinkedIn believes in is the whole concept of skills. If you have the right skills, uh, if you have the right skills for employability, uh, that is going to be the future. In the past, if I can, and I don't mean it in a bad way, we have always focused on the past experience. Uh, we have focused on which institute you went for your education. And that became like the criteria to hire people, but no longer. Uh, where, where the future lies is, do you have the right skills? Can you demonstrate those skills? And then you will get the job, right? So I think skill-based hiring uh, is going to be the future and that's where the maximum disruption is going to happen. It's a new concept in a way. Uh, if you ask me, uh, you know, literally there are companies out there which are removing all identifiable uh, things on the resume so that you, you don't hire because of a gender, because of a particular college, you don't hire because of particular past experience. They're asking a demonstration of the skills, projects where you can show you have a, a applied those skills. And in interviews, they're asking people, uh, they're doing assessments of those skills. That's a new way to hire. It's a new way to hire. My favorite word there is, it's no longer the templatized hiring. You know, there's a template you would give a recruiter. I want X experience at X, Y school. And you know, and that, that's how they would hire. Now it's changing, right? It doesn't matter if you can, if you have the right skills, if you can demonstrate those skills then uh, it will it definitely you will get the job. So number one disruption is skills based hiring. Number two, I think that with the digital transformation, the country is going and we have been on that path for many years. Uh, the digital transformation has been given a shot by pandemic. Uh, literally every business has to have a, a digital storefront or a digital version of their businesses. I think very recently uh, I met my CEO and he said that every business is a tech business now. It's just no longer one company is a tech company. Every business has a tech, tech company because everybody has a tech or a digital footprint, right? So uh, that's the next big disruption which is happening, right? Uh, you know, everybody business is turning digital. So your hiring, your uh, your marketing, uh, your sales, literally all of that will get disruptive uh, and uh, you know disrupted, and there will be new ways, new efficient ways to do job this function, right? So. Very exciting time in India, by the way, the digital transformation we are seeing across. I personally witnessed, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, amazing success stories of uh, traditional business transforming into uh, digital and really getting value out of it. Right. So those are the two disruptions from my perspective, skill based hiring and the number two, the dis uh, digital transformation, which means some of the traditional functions will disrupt into the digital function. You know, we always say science fiction is going to become real. Right, it's already happening. So, you know, as you look ahead, what's that India of 2047 that you dream of? What do you, what's the India you would like to see in 2047? What's the India you want to leave for your next generation? As I was thinking about today, you and me chatting in this uh, forum, I think that question was big on my mind. And I couldn't reach to a conclusion, but I'll try and give all the different thoughts which came to my mind. It's such a, uh, it's a wide canvas when you ask that question. There's so many possibilities. But uh, the couple of things where I uh, 
kind of focus as I was thinking about was number one, India has the youngest population in the world today. And I think we need to create uh, uh, India, uh, the vision for me, from my side for India in 2047. Uh, it needs to primarily focus on economic development. And that's where I think the current government is focused. I think that's what we need. And it resonates somehow with the, and I'm not trying to wear my LinkedIn hat, but unfortunately it does, unfortunately it does resonate with what LinkedIn does, create economic opportunity for everybody in India. Uh, we want to create an India which is uh, flexible, which is inclusive. Uh, and that is a very strong word because inclusive both on uh, digital inclusion, inclusive both on a financial inclusion and providing the same opportunities to everybody. Uh, and that's what I dream about in the future. I want in India at 2047 to be primarily a skill-based economy. We should be known as a skill-based nation. We have all the skills which are needed for the future right from digital skills, from manufacturing skills, uh, even agri skills are important, right? Uh, you know, so all of the skills exist and we pivot our thinking to make sure that we have the right skills in the country and we create mechanism so that we can train people, we can upskill people, reskill people so so that they, 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 they have a bright future, they have the economic opportunity available to them. Now, as I think about this vision, I think there are multiple components or constituents of it, right? It's just not all left uh, to one constituent to figure it out, right? Uh, I, I think all of us as individual, as part of this population of India, we have our own individual responsibilities. Government has responsibility to create an ecosystem uh, where skills become really the currency. And then of course, corporates has a huge responsibility to make sure that we move in that direction and be very inclusive in everything we do. So for, for example, uh, businesses must focus on uh, uh, right representation across different segments. We should not have unconscious bias on a particular segment, on a particular uh, set of people. Uh, we should be more inclusive. We should create flexible working policies, uh, including inclusivity in the workplace, and then create fundamental uh, infrastructure within every company to upskill and uh, reskill our uh, workers. Uh, see, I think what's happening, the world is changing so fast that uh, you know the skill which you acquire today might not be relevant in five years or five ten years right so it's very very important to that have, a, have that infrastructure both in the country as well as the companies where you can train reskill upskill people at scale right so uh my vision for 2047 is uh an economy uh, which creates opportunities for every individual uh, uh an economy which is inclusive on multiple dimensions and an economy which really focuses or lays emphasis on skills. That's what I think about how we should shape this vision for 2047. Yes, taking everybody along, you know, with the right skills is so important. We have a lot of young people who would want to know what are the skills that they really need to be ready with, you know, for the future. I think uh, we, so LinkedIn, uh, because of the platform we have and the amount of members we have, we have huge amount of data which we uh, kind of uh, look into every now and then to get those answers which you just asked me the questions you are asking me right where should we focus what are the skills which have become important right and uh, right now at a very broad level and where we are uh, not going specifically into technology the digital skills now this is a very uh, large word like people say digital i think it's 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 a it's a given answer no it is not it's it has a very large 
uh, far-reaching impact, right? So digital skills with the digital transformation which is happening across India, we don't have enough digital skills in the country, right? So digital skills is number one, uh, very, very important, right? So uh, for example, uh, an accountant might do the accountancy, but you know, how to enable some of that on digital is important, right? So uh, you need to learn the basics, basic digital skills to get, make it all digital, right? Uh, I think, um, you know, um, all businesses are going digital, right? In fact, in two years back, I got a call from a manufacturing company saying, uh, it's locked down, how can we get all our businesses, all our functions to digital? And it was a manufacturing company and it was such a such a, a deep discussion and enlightening discussion to get them to go digital in their endeavors, right? So coming back to it, like anything digital, that's the number one skill requirement. We have, we do a lot of research, we share a lot of data with our members in India as well on what are the top skills we should be focused on, right? So some of the top skills we are hearing a lot more is programming languages uh, like uh, Java, Perl, all of these are becoming very, very important. Uh, C++, uh, then the, the databases, and uh, because we are collecting so much data data through digital, like any any of those database skills or managing data is becoming important. Data scientists, uh, those are very important skills. Cybersecurity is becoming important. As everybody goes digital, like it's very important to create a very secure environment for people to transact online, right? So cybersecurity skills are becoming very important as well. So I don't think so I'm going to focus kind of focus on one particular technology, but I would say anything with, to do with digital, I think those are very good skills. Uh, and just to provide, uh, because I want to use this forum and this uh, uh, this uh, this conversation to tell people that we have come out work, uh, in collaboration with Microsoft and GitHub, uh, 10 key, key critical learning paths. We launched this like literally two years back, where you can for free learn those critical skills. Uh, we have LinkedIn learning uh, courses, we have learning paths where you can go in and learn those critical skills. I think we said that we're going to train 30 million people worldwide on these digital skills. And I think we are making progress there. India is a very big part of that, uh, that ecosystem which we have built. Right. So I think uh, anything digital, we have to. And I think uh, that's where skills based hiring is also very important because a lot of times we hire how much of experience you have on digital in past. That's not a good question to ask, right? I might not have worked in the past, but if I have the right skills, I'm as employable as anybody who has the past experience, right? So those are the couple of things to your question, right? Digital skills, anything to do with digital is something which everybody should learn. It should literally be part of the curriculum of every college school going forward. What, what keeps you up at night, Ashutosh? What worries you? <laughs> What worries me is that uh, it's changing so fast, it's changing so rapidly and the world around us always looks a little crazy with all the world events. I want kind of recap what's happening around us. All of who are listening to this are very aware of what's happening around us. It's uh, very easy to get digressed. It's very get easy to get caught in one of those events and lose focus, right? So. I think I worry about losing focus. I worry about not doing the right things, fundamental things which are important. Uh, and that's what keeps me up at night when I think about something like this, right? Uh, and apart from that, you know, the health and well-being, that's been a focus for all of us for last two years since pandemic. So we need to invest heavily in the healthcare side as well, right? We need to make sure the healthcare is available to every every person around us. 
and that's what worries me that if i'm caught somewhere in one of this uh health medical issues or any of my family member will be able to get the right health support health care right so those are the couple of things uh, i worry about but Uh, relevant to this topic india at uh, 75 right you know the big thing is not to lose focus right there will be things which will keep pushing us in different directions uh, you know it's very very important to stay focused because it's fundamentally about capability building right if we build the right capabilities today we'll reap the benefits in 5 uh, 10 years you know i think i think you touched upon this point of the right priorities also you know and and i think we got to continue to reassess right so even when we looked at india at 75 and we said we'll build great skills you know people will move into clusters we got to create affordable housing smart cities sustainable energy and here comes a pandemic where people are moving back to rural india right now the whole emphasis is how do we create that same infrastructure back in right. the villages how do we make make sure you know aspirational districts you know are not really that far behind in basic amenities right so that focus has also you know kind of shifted you know even from an agenda you know like one which is very long term but you know keeping that in mind if you were you know to to draft something for the next 250 days you know odd for india you know uh, you know as as we move forward what what would your top priorities be and and and, and how do we measure you know some of those changes right because many great ideas exist you know we do have frameworks within which we can work but sometimes somewhere in india we miss that you know that last mile or we're not able to see that impact you know what can we do to 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 correct that you know it's a positive approach right how do we make that happen what do we measure what could be some of the parameters we should be looking at you know uh, so that we know we are on the right track some thoughts around that yeah no it's it's a it's a definitely a I would say, first of all, on the lighter side, it's a loaded question, right? What what can you do in two fifty days? But before I go there, uh, I think last point you said about uh, rural, like different parts of India because of pandemic now really need that infrastructure. I think pandemic that way has leveled the field. We were worried about more urban growth, uh, rural was getting left behind. Now pandemic has created that environment where with the growth we have to provide the right infrastructure across, and the growth can come off from all parts, right? So. in a way uh, we have to worry a lot about equity right you know i think there the segments there are certain parts uh, like the urban areas are probably more technology forward more digitally forward we have to bring other parts as well in the journey and because we are we are finding a lot of good talent coming from these cities uh, which were never really in contention because we were focused on urban urban centers we are seeing startups come from these cities right there is great innovation there is great talent available there as well so uh, so equity is definitely on my mind saying we need to be making sure that all all are treated equally now coming back to your 250 days uh, as uh, you were asking i think what we need to do is uh, first of all i think as always uh, get the brilliant minds together so that you know we can further draft this we prioritize this in a reasonable way like so that we don't we spend the right amount of energy on the topmost priorities which will create the most impact uh so get the right uh, stakeholders in the room um with, from government from uh, public from corporate so that we can start laying foundations for uh, for prioritizing uh, for india at 75 uh, i think government has a host of plans already in place to help people uh but uh, how we can build a meaningful partnership with uh, with the business side or the corporate side and have a good partnership there is going to be very important i think uh, i i would focus on the same 
what I just spoke about. As I said, like it's a wide canvas when you think about India at 75. I my focus was always on the skill side. How can we create more, uh, you know, inclusive environment for everybody? How can we make a digital inclusion? How can we make uh, financial inclusion? Right. So my top priorities will be building us infrastructure uh, for skill development, and this has to go across. It doesn't need to be only urban or it doesn't need to be only a particular segment of white collar. We need to create an infrastructure across a meaningful intervention to, so that we, uh, we give people the right employable skills. Uh, I mean, I, I'll give you an example uh, which was very telling, like uh, blue collar workforce uh, can learn the digital skills and slowly graduate or move into that digital uh, economy as well, right? And you don't have to stay in that space, right? So. Uh, we have to create that infrastructure for everybody uh, to come into the digital uh, space and acquire the right skills. Right? So creating skill infrastructure will be my number one priority. Measuring it is very, very simple or very, very tough as well. Uh, we can measure it uh, uh, through platforms like us or through the economic databases on number of people with, uh, with those skills as well as the number of jobs which are being created and jobs being created equally and uniformly across India, right? It's just not only in the urban centers or in a particular industry. Uh, right now, I feel like digital is slightly more skewed towards uh, like a particular segment, people who have those skills, right? And we need to change that. We need to make it more equal across, right? So from my perspective, uh, you know, my number one priority, uh, number one problem to tackle in the first 20, 250 days will be uh, to create, how can we create infrastructure on skills? Uh, how can we get the right people involved so that we can do that scale? India, the size of the population is both a blessing and a little bit of challenge. Like a two, three skill, let's say a billion people, it's a massive exercise. Right? It's it's not an easy job. I don't think so anybody has done that ever. But if, as you rightly said, uh, our talent is in demand across the world. So if we get the right people involved, both on the government side, both on the academic side and the business side, will be able to tackle that problem and I think measurement is I won't say is a problem you can look at the right number of jobs you can look at the right number of skills uh, which people have uh, you can look at um, you know how many digital businesses are being uh, uh, being uh, uh, are being formed across rural India and urban India right that will tell you that this this thing is really big picking up because one of the things which we are missing right now is the right skills that's all if we have the skills in the companies and the economy I think we will ride this digital wave and we come out as the strongest country across the globe. Yeah, you said never been done in the history of mankind yet. Such a large, massive transformation exercise of capacity building. And you know, the opportunity is absolutely right because this timing comes once in a while in the history of a nation. Yeah. You know, the global aging population, here is a you know demographic dividend as we talk of it. How do we really make that, you know, meet? You know, because it's such an important topic, you know, Ashutosh, you know, and your LinkedIn, right? You're seeing this globally. Are there some global models of excellence, you know, that that you think could be relevant to India? Some example, something on, on those lines that you think uh, we can talk or you would like to share? Great question. And I'm trying to think hard. I think, I think again, at that scale, never has been done anywhere before. But there are pockets of examples which we can use and see how we can scale some of those examples. One thing which has happened, and just going back to your earlier point, we are at that point in time where there are certain macro wins which are helpful, which are like tailwinds to this. Right, The pandemic in a way 
the whole focus on learning is very much back in India. I mean, in LinkedIn Learning, uh, which is our learning platform, we saw in the first wave when the first lockdown happened, LinkedIn Learning course, uh, learning time in India just went to the roof. And I was like, what's happening here? I thought people are stuck inside their home. Why are they on LinkedIn Learning? And what we realized is that people are using that time to learn, to upskill and to reskill, right? There were industries or there were verticals which were, there was displacement happening like hospitality, retail. And those people are like, okay, if I have to find employable skill, let me relearn upskill. And there are people who had the job, but they're saying, let me make me my skills more sharper. So we have the advantage of people being focused on learning. And India has been typically been good on learning. We, have, we focus on learnability. Now, if we can make that learning more accessible to everybody and make it more skill focused, that's that's how that's a problem to solve. Right? And there's this one thing which we have talked um, in the past is like, how can I find easy way to learn the skill wherever I live? Now, it can be a, a typical traditional way of going to a center and learning that skill. It can be accessing a course which is readily available on internet. Uh, it can be in one of those social media platforms where you can access it. Right. So how can we catalog this? How can we create a mechanism by which the accessibility of this courses increase uh, so that, you know, if I am somebody sitting in a remote village and I want to learn artificial intelligence, I have that access. Right. And that's something because of the deep Internet penetration we have in the country, it's possible. It's just we need to create that infrastructure. Right. So I want I want go in details but i had those conversations in some parts of the country i'm really not that privileged to say that but you know we are we are thinking in those lines saying how can we create that environment though that accessibility where i just either go to a center or open the internet saying i want to learn x skill and there are options you click either you pay or it's available free and you learn that skill right so that's how you can achieve it right you know when you do it at scale Having good access and easy access is the first step uh, to getting there. You know, you have to make it readily available for the people. So I, I didn't answer your question, but like those are some early thoughts of how how we can start to tackle this problem. No, and you know, uh, also the the kind of technologies that can enable you to learn faster and better. Right? I think augmented reality. I know during the pandemic, we we you know one of our companies got an entire installation done you know, through augmented reality and train people to be able to install a turbine. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the level of, you know, when the need arises, you know, everyone rises to the challenge. And I think the pandemic has really made it important for everyone to be able to equip themselves with a skill that will enable them to earn a livelihood. You know, those who already have some skills, how do you move, you know, get an upward mobility towards those skills? How do we create a future ready workforce, you know, in India? I mean, Ashutosh, you're so passionate on this subject and it's come out, you know, across this this whole conversation. Uh, I think you're sitting in the right company with the right role, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think uh, someone like you can really, you know, help mobilize a lot of this along with many other like-minded stakeholders, uh, you know, in India. And, and I'm going to take you up on, on, on that discussion as, as we mentioned, you know, we've already crossed our over time and you know i can keep going on and, and talking about india at 100 and and you know talk more about about this 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 common passion 
uh, that that we have both for for the country but more so you know how we can position india or help position india you know for the right uh, position needs to be in you know when india hits 2047 and really make sure that our next generation is proud of what you know we left behind for them so again thank you so much for being a part of this conversation for sharing your dream you know for india and look forward to you know being connected with you as we move forward from here on thank you very much thank you rajan thanks for the opportunity it was a great conversation last plastic for me just not me as as a company our vision is to create economic opportunity for every member of the workforce right so we are committed we we as an organization think very hard of it so i'm 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 more than happy to work with cii with the rest of the uh, uh, constituents so that we can start thinking about on this front so appreciate the opportunity and uh, thank you for such a lovely conversation really really intriguing and it really bounced from different places but it helped me think harder and we'll continue working together likewise likewise thank you so much Take thank care. you thank you. thank you for listening to cii podcasts